Hey, ladies, can you hear me? Yes. The laptop, the I laptop is the answer. The laptop is the answer. Okay, so now all we need is Deborah Denise and we are set. Oh my gosh. So it's the resilience of black women. That's all I can tell you. I'll tell you in a it, yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you um threw that last bit of information. I thought, well, what the hey, let me just try the laptop. Okay, I'm gonna send Deb a message and tell her that you are now in on your laptop. See, and the only sign of my distress is the fact that my entire name is in capital letters because I was about to lose it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. It's nine o'clock. Okay, computer, chill out. Okay, so I just want to Deb. We always, it's always an adventure with us, okay? Yes, and I just had to say to, I was saying to myself as my name was being called downstairs and it's just all this is happening all at once. I'm saying, well, this must be an experience in patience and some other things. Oh my God. Everything these days is a lesson for us to learn. And like I said, you know, me attempting to have a remote podcast with two other people for a total of three people in three different states, I'm like, go ahead, okay? I completely agree. <laughs> COVID-19 is providing an opportunity for lots of good stuff. That's what I'm saying. Stretching that muscle. Have to be persistent. And um, let's see where Deborah Denise Humphrey Hunter is. But I'm so glad. So now we know, for whatever reason, your phone did not want to cooperate. But the laptop was the way to mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not mad at that. See, this is a learning process. Woo! Are we all here, ladies? Yes, we are. Yes, oh, my gosh. This is like congratulations to us. Yes, what can I say? Yes, yes. <laughs> so for the people who may or may not get to listen to this, if indeed this becomes a podcast episode, <laughs> the backstory on this is that I, the host, the voice behind Ancestral Muses, I'm in Florida. My sister girl Deb is in South Carolina. Hello. My other sister girl Karen is in North Carolina. How y'all doing? Oh my gosh, we are bad. <laughs> Don't tell me black women ain't got it going on. <laughs> Wow, that's all oh. I can say, lady. So, Karen, yes, ma'am. I don't know if you had an opportunity yet, and if you have not, you must watch the YouTube link that I sent you, which was the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and Angela Davis, which took place last night. Indeed, I uh, I actually used the time frame um, that we were using this time frame that the past and trying to get our connections together to take a to take a sneak look. And I am besides myself with um, with interest. I have already sent the link to Zoe. Um, it is absolutely the thrill of seeing those women was beyond anything I could express. And to see the intergenerational connection, oh my goodness. 
it it speaks it speaks volumes it just speaks absolute volumes absolutely so i forgot to say first off thank you and welcome ladies to ancestral muses i do that every time so i always have to share with people how it is i'm connected to the people that i speak to so for those of you that are listening I'm connected to Deborah because Deborah and I go way back to like what sis junior high school. Deborah, are you there, Deborah? I am here. Can you hear me now? Yes. I oh, I can. I can hear you. I can hear you. You, like I was telling you, whenever this thing goes dark, you lose me. I'm so sorry, sis. You know, technology uh-huh. it has its issues, but I was just yes. sharing. Seventh grade. I know you. Seventh, Seventh grade. grade. Mm-hmm. We were introduced by a mutual friend um, who we don't even talk to anymore. <laughs> How about that? Is that bizarre? Her what? name was Tanya. <laughs> You're right. See, people come in your life for a reason or a season. True that. And then Karen, how we're connected to Karen is because we all went to Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. Yes, yes, indeed. And I think, and, mm-hmm. go ahead, Pam. And for some people, they may not be able to wrap their head around the fact that I graduated in 1979. And when did you graduate, Karen? I graduated in 81. And I graduated in 81, was, but was a class of 79. So I was returned to my rightful class <laughs> upon graduation. Exactly. But the bottom line is that we have many, many, many years of yes. history and sisterhood yes. and community. That, and Karen point. and I started out, we were roommates as well. So, and, and Pam and I were housemates she lived on one end of the floor and i lived on the other end of the floor exactly. so we've so the three of us have had somehow living together we've all you know we've lived together in the same space exactly and so just the backstory um relative to the conversation that took place yesterday with angela davis and nikki giovanni um girl trek which is a nonprofit organization sponsored that talk. And you can either find them um, on Facebook, you can find them on Instagram, and it would appear that weekly they are going to host um, conversations between women of color, it appears, that are either icons in their own right or the children of icons, because I think next week's conversation is going to be with uh, Dr. Bernice King, and I forget which one of Malcolm X's daughters, but that should be also uh, an eye-opening, revolutionary exchange of ideas and words. So, Girl Trek um, started the hashtag And the hashtag was um, daughter of. 
And what they were doing with that hashtag is they wanted to honor the memory of, of women. Um, and I think it's fitting that tomorrow, at least in the United States, is Mother Days. I've since learned from a friend of mine that Mother's Day in France is a completely different date, but tomorrow is Mother's Day. And so we do happen to have mothers on the line. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also, happy Mother's Day to you, because motherhood is not always biological. Absolutely. Aunties, they qualify. I'm an auntie. All, it's all good. But the point was that all these women throughout the entire, like, two hours last night um, at the um, behest or request of the two founders of Girl Trek were honoring their uh, matriarchs, the matrilineals in their family by, in the comments, using the hashtag daughter of, calling out the names of those people. So I did this earlier and I shared it with you all and you all don't have to do it, but I am gonna do it. So I said, my daughter of is, I am the daughter of Clara the granddaughter of Ruthie Lee and Nettie May, the great-granddaughter of Lavonia and Weedy, the great-great-granddaughter of Mary and Jane. And so what is interesting about that is that for me, on my father's side of the family, my mother's side of the family, they were all born in and around the town of Cuthbert, Georgia, which is also where I was born. So I really do feel a connection when I do travel to Cuthbert, Georgia. Um, red clay, there's plenty of red clay in Cuthbert, Georgia. And when I went to Ghana, the University of Ghana Law School, to my great surprise, or I always say there are no coincidences, only synchronicities. Uh, there's a heap of blood, red clay in Ghana. So I felt like I had truly come home. Wow. <laughs> that's significant, Pam. That, that's, uh, that's an interesting experience, yes. Exactly. So do either of you want to, if you choose to, fine. If you don't want to, you don't have to want to give a shout out to any of the matriarchs in your family? Of course. All right, who wants to go first? Deborah, let me invite you to do that. All right. I am Deborah, daughter of Flossie, granddaughter of Eula, granddaughter of Cora. Thank you. Okay, All right, and I am Karen, uh, daughter of Valerie, uh, granddaughter of Arubi Esme, granddaughter of Enid. Okay, so I have to confess that I had as much information as I had because we were planning on my father's side 
a family reunion in Florida in June, but because of the virus, um, we've had to cancel it and it won't be happening until uh, June of next year. So I had a head start in terms of, of doing research um, relative to having all that information. So I don't want y'all to think that, you know, I just had it off the top of my head. It was not like that. It was, I had it because it was in preparation of the family reunion, which is not going to take place this year, but I'll certainly be ready for next year. So I also just wanted to share that it took an hour and 11 minutes for Karen, Deb, and I to finally get it together so that we could all be in the same space to have a discussion about uh, Black women, community of women, and honoring mothers. So Karen, not that we're trying to, to steal any thunder from when you do get a chance to watch the Nikki Giovanni and Angela Davis um, replay, but it was truly a once in a lifetime experience. I don't know if you remember or not that Angela Davis came to Trinity College. Were you there when she came? I believe I was now that I think about it in that freshman year in 81. I don't remember. Mm -mm. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been 81 because Pam was, was still there. Right. So it had to have been 79. I'm so sorry. I don't know. It could have. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly, but it was between 75 and 79, which those were the four years. That 77. I, I came, it would have been in the 77, 78 year. I think it was that freshman year, 77 to 78. Okay. But I mean, what an incredible experience. And then in Florida in January in Eatonville, the oldest historically black you know, town that's incorporated since I forget the date, but, and I don't remember what year, but Nikki Giovanni, mm. and she was laying down truth like she was <coughs> that you, you are in for such a treat. It's not even, not even funny. Some of the stuff that, you know, she's going to, um, to share, but I think one of the things that struck me, because there was also a part where people were able to ask questions. And I remember it was a young um, sister who was asking a question about, um, you know, any words of advice that she could give her, you know, being a young. Sorry, lost y'all for a minute. No problem. And so I'm trying to find, because, you know, I'm always a perpetual student, so I'm always taking notes. But this is what Angela Davis said. She said, just because we're older, we don't have all the answers. We can share experiences. Amen. And I thought that was very profound, because in our journey together as sister girlfriends that's what we have done we have shared our experiences and we've learned from those experiences and young women today I think they need to have 
you know, a group of sister girls that, you know, they can communicate with, they can share, that'll be there to uplift them because truly, truly, we know, or I can speak to the women in my family, um, that they are survivors, that they are strong, and I'm sure you can all say the same thing about women in your Yes, family. yes, yes. In fact, I want to say that sometimes what happens is we get the, um, I don't want to say bad rep, but that is what it is, you know, of, of being accused of being, you know, the B word, uh, et cetera, et cetera, because you're standing in your strength, in your power, not necessarily because, you know, you like to necessarily be large and in charge but sometimes you have no choice you got to step up and do what you need to do if if no one else is around to take care of business then you got to step up and do what needs mm -hmm. to be done. Mm -hmm. but i am not going to monopolize the conversation because y'all all know that i can talk 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 so i want to hear from my sister girls what what would you like to share with me with anyone who might be listening if indeed this does become a podcast episode about uh the strength the beauty resilience of of black women or anything you want to share about your journey as a black woman hmm deborah are you interested in taking a shot at that now, Deborah might have been, uh, might be bopping in and out in terms of connectivity. So I'll jump into that space and say, okay. I suspect. Okay. Uh huh. Am I there again? I'm back. Yes. You, you are here. You are showing this being connected. <laughs> yes. I keep. It's all good. Look, look I ladies, keep you and I know, look, in this new, new, whatever we want to call it, new way of being, <laughs> I think once again, we are showing the world that as black women, uh, we persist, we mm -hmm. insist, because like I said, it took an hour and 11 minutes for us to figure out how to get you two in different mm -hmm. states and me in the mm -hmm. state I am, so that we can even begin to have this conversation. So you floating in and out of connectivity is the least of I know that's right. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm one thing I did want to say is that I feel that this is momentous. Um, I feel that um, we have been sister friends and doing um, girl trips for over 25 years. And um, I feel that that has been a major part of of our friendship and our sisterhood where um, the rules were very plain in the beginning. And that was if a sister girl needed us, we had to come and all she had to do was ask. And um, I remember, you know, coming or going or being, and it, it was always that way. If we needed you and we asked, we would come. Um, and I think that's been so special. And again, because it's been going on over 25 years, um, 
it's just been a wonderful, wonderful relationship to be in. So contrary to everything or lots of things that you see in the media on television where, you know, black women are tearing each other up and cussing each other out, just letting people know that is not the only part of sisterhood, okay? And not even a real a reality. Exactly, because it is indeed possible for black women to uplift, support each other, and not be envious, jealous, et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of good mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you all have been a blessing in my life. If I've not told you that, I want you to know that indeed you all have been a blessing in my life and what we try to do when we do have our um, trips or when we have our girls weekend, you know, we're there for whoever needs our immediate support. But we also, you know, try to have a good time. You know, we come bearing trinkets or gifts, you know, food, drink, because, you know, it's a celebration of who we are as women and it's a celebration of our friendship and love yes there's no question you know and I, I, I it's certainly and then there's there's that amazing um gift that we've been able to give each other of that kind of support because we've all um you know we all encounter um the the need to stretch our wings to grow um life i guess for a lot of people is very linear, but I don't think that's the average story. I think there are a lot of um, twists and turns, a lot of hard lefts and hard rights that can pop up and kind of throw and th and throw you a little bit off off kilter. I think we've we've successfully maintained a non judgment zone that's really really been very special. It's just been a true affair of love. Um, and no judging. And that permits a lot of growth. Um, I don't think we've ever really struggled with interfering with each other's journeys. I think we've been kind and gracious to each other in that way, allowing us the space to grow. And with that, I have to say that I think it's, a, it's so exciting to be entering into a phase now where, you know, we've seen a, <laughs> quite a few decades pass um, and for, I think all of us, we're getting a lot more rooted in this idea of our strength and the idea of giving back, of um, valuing valuing our experiences and the need to share that and to, and to, to just be present, to support our, our generation, our, our current, to support each other, to, to support women in our own demographic, but also to turn around and to be a part of the giving back process which is a part of what I think last night, what's making last night's program so incredibly exciting, the intergenerational conversational. That was... I mean, um, wow. I had a thought, but then it went out of my head, and that's what happens when you become what... I'm just trying to make sure did I fall out again or am I still with you guys <laughs> no you you were still here sis there was something 
um, when when Karen, when you were talking about being non-judgmental, yes. I mean, look, the bottom line is 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 I'm not here to judge. That's not that's not my job. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you all know, and and I'm sure all of you also, you know, we're very fortunate that we have um, friends who hail from all over the world different religious persuasions um and they too have added i don't even know what word i want to use color um (laughs) that too (laughs) color um different perspectives spice um it's always nice um because you all know i love to travel and you all love to travel too but um, when I've traveled, I have been, in some instances, told that I must be wherever I've traveled to. Like, I remember going to India and someone coming up and speaking Hindi to me, yet my friend Shalini, who is Indian, was, was sitting right there. And I'm like, uh, really, people? But it's kind of cool to be a chameleon, I guess. <laughs> at some level where you can maneuver in and out of different cultures and people look at you or there's something about you that's accepting or they feel a connection to you such that they want to claim you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I I think that totally suits um, who you've always been intercultural studies. Um, uh, uh, vision and and passion and uh, and um, appreciation. I am actually quite intrigued at that reality for you because truly the energy that you give off is one that's very embracive and inclusive. Um, I, I think it's remarkable. So it speaks to your um, uh, your calling. Well, and for those of you listening who may not know of my background, um, like Deb, both of our fathers were in the military. So when you are in the military, um, your father or, you know, whoever it is in your family, you really do get to um, explore and travel and experience things that most people don't and and I guess for me the 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 best skill that I learn is to be what flexible and adaptable and and just the realization that it really isn't that serious you know what I mean home is wherever you happen to be with people who are caring nurturing and love you so whether you get to your destination and your (laughs) furniture doesn't get there hmm you still got your family so y'all can figure it out. And as black people, you know, we have been figuring out stuff and adapting, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. for what? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of years, okay? So that's a testimony to the resilience of people of color. And, and that's especially important in these times that we are currently living because you know what? Woo, the whole world has been placed in a Yes, seriously. And for me, it really 
is an opportunity, okay? People have been confined to their homes. Uh, maybe you're finding out that the people that you're confined with, mm, maybe you don't really like them as much as you thought you liked them, but you know, those are all things and issues that are going to work out. People are discovering that teachers really, really need to get more respect, earn more money, because now parents are having to step up and step into the shoes of teachers and try to teach their children. And they're understanding that Johnny may not necessarily be the angel <laughs> they thought Johnny was because now mm -hmm. they got to deal with Johnny the eight hours that essentially teachers were dealing with them and then parents would just come home and maybe have to help them with homework but now the parents have to be responsible for the entire online process and let's face it technology is a challenge it can be a challenge for some people not everybody is proficient when it comes to technology but it's a yes. learning yeah. process and the other point I wanted to make is things will never be the way no. they were which is not a bad thing in my opinion so hopefully in this time out people have been taking the time to go inward and say hmm who do I want to be moving forward? How can I be perhaps a more empathetic, compassionate human being? How can I, you know, help my fellow man or fellow woman or whatever the case might be? But I also am very clear and understand that some people who don't value themselves, therefore, they cannot value me or my life. So for some people, it's going to be business mm -hmm. as usual. But I really, really, really think that because so many people, I really believe, and I know I'm an optimist, I really believe that people, there are more loving people in this world than there are hateful people. And so, Deb, do you remember that you and I we had a discussion about at some point whether we're going to do a separate podcast and what did and what were you going to talk about in that podcast sis i think she'll to, she'll tune back in in a second yes i think she's showing us connected but there she we are. be connected am i connected again okay you are connected <laughs> i can i can way. hear you guys wonderfully but when it's time for me to talk it's like oh where did I go? Okay, getting back. So it's just the energy. It's just the energy. So I was just sharing. I heard you. you. I. I heard everything okay. you said. The only problem is I couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't hear me. Okay. Okay. So basically, one of the things that I wanted to share with this audience is that we have rules. Um, I'm a Christian. Love the Lord. He's always heard my cry. He's given me sister friends to rescue me in time of need, um, et cetera. So I feel very close to the Lord. And this crisis, this pandemic is showing what I have read in the Bible, 
which is that we are to love our neighbor as mm -hmm. ourselves. And what I'm finding is that you're not loving your neighbor if you refuse to wear a mask in public. You're not loving your neighbor if you grab all the toilet paper and not leave any for the next person. Yeah, what's that about? I mean, really. Really? I'm, I'm saying that right now. Now, you know we have to hear what comes after right now. Because right, because God. Okay, okay. I faded out again. He's, he's allowing us time to get it right, to, to change our evil ways. Um, for example, he's giving us time to say, here, I, let me give you some of my paper. I got five rolls, you know, here, take, you take one. Or let me always wear my mask in front of uh, people when I'm out in public or let me always social distance myself and be aware of that. Um, just simple rules. This is not something that's really that hard. But we're starting to, people are starting to protest. They're starting to uh, have conflict. They're starting to kill each other. And again, to me, and this is just Deborah Hunter, um, the Lord is separating the wheat from the chaff, the goats from the lambs, and the dross from the gold, okay? Because if you can't follow the rules, there will be, you will have a consequence that must be paid. I totally agree with you. And, and we see evidence on the daily that there is a large segment of the population that believes rules do not apply to them, okay? Mm -hmm. Exactly. But democracy, which is what we are, but we're really more like a republic, but who, you know, whatever, is based on a system of rules. And the bottom line is the winds of change are coming, you know, there's a breakdown of authority, authoritarian figures. And the rule of law itself. The rule of law itself, that, that great divide between the haves, the have-nots. I mean, this virus has shown the inequities of the yes. health system yes. where people of color disproportionately are dying in, in relationship to, to the percentage of the population that they represent because of, yes, underlying health conditions brought on by hmm, lack of access, lack of money, lack of medical uh, doctors in their neighborhoods, just all kinds of lacks inequity. And all of that lack, in my humble opinion, mm -hmm. it all can be traced back to probably the biggest, the biggest um, 
what do I want to say? Um, elephant in the room that we slavery as a country have not addressed is slavery mm-hmm. and the aftermath of of what that meant. Okay, yes, there have been you know peaks and valleys, but the bottom line is don't get it twisted. The United States of America is was as great as it is because of the free, let me emphasize free, meaning unpaid labor of your ancestors, my ancestors, Karen's mm-hmm. ancestors, and all people of color, you know, and it doesn't matter whether your people wound up in uh, North America, whether they wound up in the Caribbean. I mean, there were slaves all over the world, but the United States particularly benefited, okay? Well, I think now the the, the deal is that we have, I'm still falling out, we have people who just don't care. They don't care about... Um, a realistic history, an inclusive history. They only care about what they want it to be or how they want it to be or how they wanted it to seem. Um, It's like um, our country now has become one big reality television show. And each time we watch it, it just gets more outrageous to make us go, really, did I see that or did I hear that? And it's just like one, let me one up myself, you know, the next time I tune in. But uh, it's a it's it's depravity and it is it's destruction. And I don't know how uh, innocent joggers, black joggers, jogger can just get mowed down by two a former police officer. And his son. I mean, our world is shot. We we have to reboot. That was a modern day. Yes, yes, exactly what that was. That's exactly what it was. Who clearly? They went hunting for him. They went hunting for for a person, a black person. You know, um, and it's it's more of the same. It's it's the president of the United States. It's uh, our attorney general, William Barr, saying that if I am Michael Flynn and I sign the paper saying I am guilty of twice and it's dated and then they say, oh, there are no charges against you. You are free. That that man, he he did. he mm, That man was treasonous. And, you know, so, of course, each great society had its zenith and its nadir. And we are at the nadir, people. Get ready. And my point is, will you survive? And how will you survive? If you don't know, in my opinion, because I am a Christian, the Lord. Now, I honor all I honor all religions and I say if you don't know God okay the higher the highest power God 
I don't know how you're going to to make it because this is this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, Debbie. I have to say, I echo the same sentiment. Um, you know, uh, we're certainly going to need an anchor um, stronger than anything we've ever had before. I do think when you reference the jogger, the the horror. The horror of it is that, you know, prior right. to the technology that we have, the everyone with a camera in their hand, yes. truth has been subverted. Um, has this is this is simply capturing what has been going on in this country. Um, right. that hate, that seed of hatred that is has become a tradition in terms of passing it on. I, I believe that's part of what of what happens that this thing is passed on because the callousness of it and the frequency of it would have you to believe that this is not new. And it's deeply, deeply, deeply troubling that 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 kind of callous, thoughtless approach to a human life truly is a part so embedded in the psyche and the culture of this country. It's sad. Not just our country. I'm not going to say the U.S. is unique in that way. But certainly it is a wake-up call um, for our communities of color to, 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 to be very, very mindful about how we're training our children and be engaging the system. Um, and, and also, Debbie, to not to be left out because the energy to fight this kind of long-distance you know, long, long process is that you have to have a faith base. You have to believe... Yes. I agree. I totally and agree with you, ladies. Let me just say this, Pam, before you say th- something else. It's the first time that churches have closed. This is like monumental. Churches have shut their doors. Um, people are asked not to go to worship, but that never stops us from worshiping. The technology is there. Uh, we're on the phone, we're on a Zoom, we're doing all different kinds of innovative things to stay in touch with each other, um, to, to continue to love one our brothers and sisters. But um, again, many of our problems stem from slavery, as Pam alluded to earlier. And if you are considered a savage, Uh, as Native Americans and Africans were and still are to this day, if you're considered three-fifths of a man, which Africans and Native Americans were, and in some people's minds still are even to this day, um, you're going to continue to get this same thing um, until people are educated in love and not in hate and fear. This is going to be a cyclical uh, event. Yes. And that's why I'm hoping that because the entire world, this is what is happening in the United States is not um, confined to the United States. This is a worldwide problem and Issues related to hatred, bigotry, our world. Yes. Yes. That's problem number one. 
number two, it's been my experience of being friends with people from all over the world, you know, going, I've been to mosques, I've been to um, synagogues, I've been to to different places. The temples, temples. certainly. Yes, Mm -hmm. and my observation is that all religions teach love and compassion. So I would hope I'm so. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out because you know, you know that certain groups of people, depending on who you are and what your religious beliefs and affiliations are, you know, get portrayed as being whatever. Okay? But if you take the time and we were all given minds to use meaning you know you don't have to accept what I say or what you say or what Karen says as being truth you can do independent research but let's face it people are lazy yeah they don't want to do any research they no homework do any research. if it doesn't come on you know TV if it's not shrunk into a 30 uh, minute window, it's just a not going to work. Bite, That's it. Bite. It's not going to work. We're taking it at face value, but we were given brains. Mm-hmm. And our brains were honed at the institutions that we graduated from in prior and life's experiences. At, okay? at, at mama's table. Mm-hmm. Yes, at mama's table. Right, and, and the school of common sense, okay? Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. that? The school of common sense and hard knocks making a way out of no way. Right. So, again, this goes back to our resilience as people of color. Right. You and Karen and I are able to be in our respective places and know that our descendants were obviously survivors okay Mm -hmm. fittest of the fit because they survived the middle passage that's it they survived slavery they survived everything that was thrown at them for us to be able to be in the place and spaces we are to have the life that we've had and we've all had good lives of course there have been ups and downs but generally speaking you know we're not lacking, you know no. what I'm saying? No. And I think that we all try in our outward walk in life to be of service. And that's key for yes. being of service. Because I think if you are of service or in service and you're trying to help uplift people, then you you reap the benefits and you reap the rewards. But there's so many people who are without a doubt hypocritical in the sense that they profess to believe what they believe, but their belief does not match their walk in life. You know what I'm saying? Their actions, their actions speak louder than any words that could ever come from their lips. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have probably any answers but I know that for me 
I try to come from a place of love and like Karen said earlier, non-judgmental. I'm not here to judge anybody, okay? And perhaps if people were less judgmental and more mm -hmm. loving, maybe this would be a different world. But because of what's been going on, I do see a shift and a change. And I hope, I hope that people continue to shift and to change and just ask themselves the question, what kind of person do you want to be when we get through what we're going through? I mean, we won't always be limited in our movement. We won't always necessarily have to wear masks. We won't always not know what we don't know relative to the hows and the wheres. And every day it seems they're learning something new about how the virus can impact people of different age groups where in the beginning, you know, if you were an older person, if you had underlying health issues, et cetera, et cetera. But as we see- It mutates. Uh, exactly. And, mm -hmm. and it don't care if you got underlying health issues. You can be healthy. They used to say no kids, but, you know, young kids have died. So, I mean, there's so much we don't know. So, therefore, once again, you know, we are but mere specks in the greater scheme of things. And so, you know, we have to be humble and we have to, to be like, you know what, we have to give it up, as you said, to, to God to whatever mm -hmm. your source of belief is try to live your life the way you you think you know is appropriate meaning you know that old do unto others as you would have them do unto you trying to do the right thing trying to be of service trying to be helpful try to be loving trying to be generous all those things that even now even now have so much importance i agree i agree i agree so we start where we are. So I don't know. I don't know how this conversation went yes. in the direction it did. But see, that's the beauty of doing a podcast. You never know where it was going to be or how or what direction. But this started out being a celebration of what women and sisterhood, which this conversation has been about that, because as women, we're yeah. obviously concerned about family. We're obviously concerned about economics. We're obviously concerned about health, all that good stuff. So I just wanted to just like kind of maybe tie up some loose ends and talk about how important it is to what, as I think Angela Davis said, engage in radical self-care. Mm, that sounds fantastic. Okay. Yeah, because again, as black women holding it down, meaning you holding it down in your job, meaning you holding it down when you come home and you dealing, you know, with significant others, husbands, children, when you holding it down with parents, you holding it down, holding it down, holding it down, you be holding it down so much that you forget, you forget who is looking out for numero uno, which is you, okay? Right. So essentially, 
in most instances, ain't nobody looking out for you unless you look out for yourself. Exactly. And again, women, black women, we need to, we have tools that we have to allow ourselves to know that we are worthy of. Massage is one of them. Massage is a wonderful tool. It's a necessary tool. Um, it, it, it helps you to gather yourself, to place yourself. Another would be um, your spiritual life. Um, you have to be grounded in, in your spirituality. Um, this is a tool that keeps you where you need to be. The other would be um, um, your eating and mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. Diet and exercise, yes. Um, we have to let go of some bad habits and replace them with some better habits. And um, we may have lost her again. Mm-hmm. I think she faded out for a second. I, I'm back. I have been. <laughs> this is so funny. This, this is so is funny. It's so funny. The course. So uh, when we are together, stuff happens. I mean, we have adventures. So look forward, people, to many other episodes uh, where maybe we will share some of yes. these adventures, our travel episodes. Oh, okay? yes. I mean, definitely. Like Deb went with me on my 60th birthday to Bali. Our and 60th. Karen, and Karen went with me and my nieces yes. and nephews to uh, so Cuba. Much fun. <laughs> so more to follow along those lines but when you were talking about healthy eating yes. exercise I just wanted to interject that a lot of people myself included are what going back to the earth I yes mean, mm-hmm. uh, planting you some herbs some vegetables yes. I mean with things that are happening with all of these meat packing plants with people coming down with the virus, I'm like, look, I ain't trying to buy no meat to eat no time soon. Whatever meat I have in my deep freezer, hmm, I'm good with that. We don't need to consume a lot of meat. So you do have to be conscious of what you put in your body. Your body is indeed a temple. A temple. And so, yes, we have to move the body. There's no question about that. And so One of the things that Angela said, she said, if we want to create a new world, we have to be healthy enough to live in it. To live in it. There you go. That is a basic word. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then also this whole sisterhood of Girl Trek, this is part of their uh, philosophy as well. Yes. And so, you know, they're all about getting yes, it moving yes. and keeping it moving. So. Right. I would tell people to please go to their website, go to their Facebook page, join, like, you know, tell your story of your um, hashtag daughter of, because you know what? We, we are works in progress. Okay. We really are. Absolutely. And we have the ability mm-hmm. we the people mm-hmm. we the people each of us individually 
we can do anything we put our minds to, okay? You know, for so long, we have had to deal with, with men and the patriarchy. And I really think it's time for some feminine energy to come up in here. You see what I'm saying? It's happening. It is happening. And we know with feminine in energy, that's generally more nurturing, you know, whereas men tend to not necessarily be nurturers. They're all about <laughs> puffing and puffing and blowing the house down. I think women have um, soft skills like, you know. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. compromise. Let's talk about that. Yes. yes. Why are you That's feeling it. like that? Let's let's yes. talk. Yes. And it's okay to show your feelings. You know, if you're a man, I have no difficulty with you showing your feelings. To me, it's healthy to release your feelings and your emotions. You don't keep it inside of you, which then it turns into mm -hmm. disease and kills you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, Anybody have any parting thoughts, words of wisdom they would like to share? This was fun. <laughs> Even with all <laughs> with you fading in and out, with it taking us an hour and 11 minutes to figure out how to connect my was sister fun. girl in South Carolina to the sister girl in Florida to the sister girl in North Carolina, and we're missing our sister girl from Maryland, yes. and we will try yes. with her the next Well, time, I found it okay? rich. Absolutely. It was a, a great meal, so to speak, to, to close out the day. So thank you for the chance to do this. It was fun. Yes. <laughs> like I said, the whole premise behind me creating Ancestral Muses is one to honor our ancestors. And I think I say, if you go and you check um, where I talk about mm -hmm, the purpose is, is that we all have stories to tell. And mm -hmm. that hopefully in sharing our stories that people will be motivated, they'll be uplifted, and um, they'll take something that will be of benefit to them. And so I want to thank you, my sister girls. You know, I love you, love you, yes. love you. Love you too. Back. <laughs> we, we have only just begun. And I appreciate that you guys hang in there with me while I'm, I'm, I'm usually the one that's, you know, trying to, to do the new technology and figuring it out. And, and then I don't yeah. give up. So I am persistent. Absolutely. me in good stead so you know to people listening i yeah, would say that's right don't give up right don't give up i mean we all have stories of what we were told we could mm -hmm. not be okay? right you can't you can't be mm -hmm. a doctor because you're this that and the other you can't be an attorney because you're this that and the other you can't be whatever you are, because mm -hmm. you don't have A, B, C, and D. Well, guess Amen. what? We got God-given talent. Yes. We got common sense. Yep. And um, we are yes. descended from survivors, okay? A resilient people who lived through, and because of them, we stand on their shoulders, and we are prosperous so it's up to us to reach back teach one 
spread the knowledge, spread the wealth, whatever you want to call it. Each one, teach one. Our laurels. That's right. But try, Mm -hmm. try. Help somebody. Help somebody and in helping somebody. Right. Help yourself. That's right. You help somebody. That's right. And that's that's it. That's how we. The girls. That's how you we get to know. the next level, ladies. That's yes. how we get to the next level. I love Thank it. you mm-hmm. so much. Right. I say, look, it's time to level up. That's my name. <laughs> I love it. Level up. level up. Okay. Level up. Okay. Level up. Love, love y'all. People. Love night. you. Love Good night, you. ladies. Good night. Love you.